What is happening, guys? We're back again. Another episode, the Off Track Experience. Thought I'd do one with a uh, a fellow person in uh, in quarantine at the moment, uh, Lockie Stevens McNabb. He's a uh, Kiwi junior. He's been um, he's actually had a really good year this year. He's had a kind of a breakthrough. Well, wouldn't even say breakthrough year. It was his first year, but he's had an awesome year. He got um, he got some podiums. He actually finished third at the World Championships in uh, Valdesol, and just a super cool kid. We um, we kind of. We knew each other briefly beforehand, and then we, over the the course of the year, we kind of got to know each other pretty well. We uh, we took him to a, uh, I think we actually took him to the World Championships. Yeah, him and uh, his friend Alex kind of got stuck in Schlad because the uh, the boys kind of left him stranded. So we ended up kind of saving the day and taking him to Valdesol. But uh, super nice kid, super down to earth. Um, just really enjoys racing his bike. Um, just has a good time, and yeah, it's cool to see when. There's so many um, cool Kiwi kids that are coming up at the moment. I think they were probably the had the biggest, I guess, presence in the junior category this year with how many top Kiwi kids there were. So that was really cool to see. And um, he was definitely fighting at the at the very front. He um, was one of the top guys. He always looks quick in practice and just, yeah, super solid. So um, it was really cool to see. Unfortunately, he had a bit of a crash at uh, Lenzerheide, which set him back a little bit um, at the end of the year. But besides that, he was on fire the rest of the year. So it was really cool to see. So... It's cool to sit down. He's in um, he's in awkward quarantine at the moment, so he's got his two weeks, and I'm about to finish up mine. So we thought we'd fill in some time and yeah, put this podcast out. So yeah, hope you guys really enjoy it. Cheers, peace. Very, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. You, you just got to chat for a little bit. Um, first off, I'd say we just get into it. Bit of a backstory of just I guess, oh, I guess I don't know. Go, go, don't go back too far, but just a little like how you got into racing or riding. Um, and then kind of just like fast forward, I guess, up until kind of this point of like, I guess being in a New Zealand kid kind of coming up and then racing World Cups now. Yeah. Yeah. So I just basically, um, me and my dad, when I was real young, like two, we rode heaps of motorbikes until I was like four. Yeah. And then one day I saw the BMX track and begged him to take me there. And I went there on like a little 16 inch, you know one of those little bikes and um, and just loved it. And then I just raced BMX from then. Um, raced it for, from when I was five until I was like 2015, I stopped. Because you got, you, you got pretty high up in that as well, didn't you? You went, you went to the World Championships, didn't you, as a, as a yeah, junior? I, I, yeah, as a, like a, you know, just for age group. And I won, I won three World Champs and got second really? three World Champs. What, yeah. what age groups were they, they in? Uh, I won my first world champs at oh, six boys, then seven boys, and then <laughs> eight boys. Yeah. I got seven, then nine boys I won again. Yeah. And then 11 boys, oh, 10. Oh. <laughs> it's yeah, a while ago boys, now, isn't it? Boys. Yeah, yeah. Six boys, seven boys I won. Eight boys came second. Nine boys won. 10 boys second, 11 boys second. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, and then what, ha- what happened? Cause you obviously there's a bit um, of a, ch- they had a change happen. Was it just kind of, cause I remember talking to you when we were overseas and you were saying like the race environment for BMX, I guess motocross as well. It was a bit of a toxic, well not toxic, but there was a few parents or people in it that were quite, quite gnarly to be around like it was the environment was a bit different than i guess the a downhill environment would be like yeah well yeah it was just so full-on like 
kind of I didn't really realize it at the time, but when yeah, when I was there, I was just like, Bleh. and then I went to a downhill race while I was still racing, and I was like, can't, I was like, shit, everyone's like real, everyone's <laughs> friends, and like yeah. everyone talks to each other, everyone's on good terms, and I was like, and then from there, I kind of just um just enjoyed downhill way more, and then when I was like fourteen, did my first downhill race just like local races i was just racing local races for just for ages just having fun with, you, with, with your with your dreadlocks yeah yeah, yeah. i was gonna yeah. say <laughs> i was gonna say i saw um i saw an old photo of you when you had the dreadlocks and i remember seeing you when i think we went to new zealand like way way back but i didn't recognize that it was you yeah, yeah, yeah. so i just remember it was like the, the young oh, yeah. kid with the dreadlocks yeah, because I remember I went go-karting with all you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I saw that and I was like, oh, fuck, that was Lockie. Like, I didn't realize that it was you from back then. But it was funny yeah. when I, when, um, yeah, I looked back when I was doing some research for this and I was like, oh, that was you. That was, I thought that was pretty cool. You kind yeah. of like, you re- don't realize you've actually met people before. Would yeah. you bring, would you bring the dreads back? They were pretty sick, but. They just got they just got real annoying. Yeah, I was gonna say they get in the way, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I've never had dragons, but I'm sure with a helmet on and everything, they'd be quite quite in the way. Yeah, it was hey, a little hot as well. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of hair there, isn't there? Hey, no one on the World Cup circuit runs dreads, so you could be the the dreadlock kid. Yeah, I know. Yeah. A bit of a <laughs> be your little gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I recognised you from back then. So what, what, what do you yeah. think like the biggest thing was like when you, cause obviously you've, you went from BMX and you were quite successful in that. And then you went to downhill and it was just, did you think the main thing was just more enjoyable and, and you had more fun there than you did at the BMX races. It was a bit more clicky at the BMX stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Also, I just kind of, I think, yeah, I just, I just found riding mountain bikes was more fun than being at a BMX track. Like I still go down to the BMX track quite a bit. It's still, it's like, I still find it real fun. Mm. But I think yeah, just the environment wasn't wasn't the best. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying about like you always hear the the term like BMX parents or BMX dads yeah. or like motocross dads, and yeah. you don't know it unless you're in it. Like how cutthroat, and even if you're a spectator, I guess you don't see it so much unless you're actually like a kid that's competing and you got someone else's yeah. dad pretty much jumping over the the barrier trying to like abuse you for like cutting off your yeah. son or something like that. So. So that's just tricky. So you went and then started racing state level stuff, and obviously you had some success there to like obviously build up to the World Cups. Yeah, I just kind of just kept racing, and then maybe like twenty, I think twenty twenty was my or twenty nineteen is when I first went like to do like a national series. Yeah, but in the first race out of the North Island, I broke my elbow. Yeah, but not not too bad, but just stupid crash in the rain into a rock garden and broke my elbow so I didn't get to race national champs and then and that was in 2019 yeah so you've and that was your first year doing a full national season yeah <laughs> so you've only so you're and you didn't even get to do that completely because you had a broken elbow yeah yeah so, 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 okay so you you didn't do a proper full national series in 19 and then obviously you didn't get a go over so 2020 was your first proper national series. Yeah, that, oh, that was the first one. Yeah, I did the full did the full circuit or like didn't didn't 
hurt myself. <laughs> and then you thought, oh, I've done a four now. I might as well go to race some World Cups after that. <laughs> yeah, and then I did, I like won second in the under 17. I won national champs um, and like won a lot of the races. Yeah. I don't know all of them, but I did, yeah, I did pretty good, I think. And then kind of did and you've know, had, like crank works. And you've had some pretty like strong competition as well. Like there's a lot of fast Kiwi kids coming up at the moment. So it was like Guy and everyone at these races as well. Yeah, guys are year older than me though. Yeah. So it was like this year I um I raced them like twenty nineteen I raced them, but he was like he was out the gate back then compared to me. Yeah. He was like putting like ten seconds, twenty seconds into me at some yeah. races. Yeah. And then um yeah, so then this uh, started this year at the National Series. This year was the next time I raced against Guy. Yeah, yeah. And then, and caught up a little bit. Yeah, but <laughs> even like when I was like 2017, 2018, a lot of the like there's still heaps of the quick guys from the South Island in my age, but like Guy and there's a few others. Um, that are all from the North Island. So all the local races, they were there anyway. So we yeah. always kind of had good competition, always like from under 15s. Yeah. Like, do, you guys, riding with them since. yeah. do you guys from either island, do you guys cross over and race a lot or is it kind of more you kind of stick to your island more or less and then it's obviously the nationals, you'll just, you'll see each other? Um, yeah, we yeah we go to the the nationals. There's like probably two rounds in the North Island and three three rounds in the South Island and then like, but it's so easy to get down there. Mm. So me, me and Guy go down quite a bit um, yeah. to Queenstown and just, just go down to ride and we catch up with everyone. So what do you guys just do, catch a ferry or something over? Yeah, or fly. Just oh, okay. If our, if our family go now, now we'll probably start going down a bit more, like driving. But yeah, it's yeah. like a four-hour ferry. Yeah. And then, yeah. Oh, it's a pretty long drive. It's like probably like 18 hours. Yeah. That'd be good but, to see though, because you had a lot of a lot of top Kiwi kids get on the podium this year. Like it was you, yeah. who, who who got it's it James in? Like, doing it as well. Yeah, yeah, he's really he's been going really good as well this year, yeah. and obviously yeah, Guy and there's. Yeah, he's always been there at all the races as well. Like mm. he's yeah he's Guy's age. Yeah, and yeah he he's always been there like fast. Did you guys all expect to be as high up as you were? this year like as as consistent as you were no no way i kind of i don't know at at leo gang i was sitting in the start gate just like trying to calm myself down like not sure if i was even going to qualify and i was like if i don't qualify like (laughs) my parents have paid so much money for me to get here yeah you can't think about that stuff though like that's as soon as you start thinking about that stuff that's when you won't qualify i know it's hard especially that was your that was your first world cup wasn't it yeah, and you qualified fifteenth. Yeah, but but obviously then you got fifth in the race. Did you feel like you just the nerves kind of left you a little bit for the race compared to the quality? No, nah, nah, I was on a mean run in the quality, but I crashed in the last corner. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. you you, you know, were like broken. We're broken belly crashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> did you do the do the tumble? Yeah, did the did the old tuck and roll. Did did, did you think after that you might not qualify? And <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's over right at the end. <laughs> Did it, obviously, because I I wouldn't I didn't see your splits, but your splits probably would have looked pretty good um, for Quali. 
Yeah, I think they were they were pretty good, all right. Like I don't know, maybe oh, I can't really remember. But yeah, but yeah, you I think, you I think they were pretty good. You would have known that you were like you were there, like you know, you know like you had the pace. Did your mindset change after the quality then, after seeing that you yeah. were one of the top guys? That like, hey, I am fast enough to be here because that's a big thing. A lot of riders they won't think like that until they see it. Like, even if they feel really fast, until they see it on the paper that, oh, hey, I'm like, I was seventh before I crashed. You go, oh, I can, I can be here. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. But, but I. Before my quality, it wasn't like too bad. I kind of, I don't know. I think my head is pretty good just from like all the years of racing BMX at like going at world champs, like all the nerves there. Yeah. So I think I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm not super nervous. I wasn't super nervous, but I was just like, there was just like a little thing. But then after (laughs) that, yeah, I was kind of like, I, I, yeah, just the confidence went up a lot. Yeah, yeah, you're like I should be here. Because even like you said, it's like you can you you might not be like you're confident still, but it's like you're not you're still a bit unsure because it is the first time you've done it. It's like you've never raced a World Cup yeah. before, you've never been like racing in Europe before. There's like you never know who's gonna go quick. But then to like yeah. even though you crash, you saw oh hey I can crash and still qualify and hey I was there. So I think yeah. that can like and then obviously you got fifth in finals, which would was that a massive massive surprise or was that kind of like after you did it you're like oh this kind of makes sense like this is how i felt i've been feeling uh, I, I was yeah i was not expecting that yeah i was like oh what I was on the, <laughs> after i got knocked off the hot seat so i was in like i think dennis put me into second dennis left oh no jordan oh dennis luffman put me into second and then yeah. jordan williams came down put me into third and then i think palmaneo came down yeah and went into first. Yeah. And then so I was off the hot seat and then I rang my parents and I was like, and then I think it was like two more to come or something. And I was <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then when, when the last guy came down and I got fifth, yeah. I was like, did not yeah. expect that. Yeah. yeah. Well, then it got even better because then the next round you got, you got on the podium. Yeah. So it was even, it went even up, it got even better. And I feel like did, did that even because I feel like from watching on the outside after that, I feel like you got a lot more confidence. And then even just watching you ride, I felt like you probably rode with more confidence after that because you were like, oh, I, I, you weren't just, oh, what will I get? It was more or less, I want to get a po- another podium. Like once you kind of tasted it yeah. and then you want to go do it again. So did that feel like yeah, that kind of kicked you in the ass a little bit and got you going? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, um, yeah, once I once I podi- well, I like I think I got fourth in time training and I was like, yo, man <laughs> and I can't remember I can't remember what I got in quality, but yeah, I was maybe fourth again or fifth or something. Yeah. But yeah, I was like I was like, Yeah, feeling good. Yeah. And then I don't know, I just kind of just believed in myself and knew I knew I do could you, do it. Do you did you read too much into like um like time training and quality and all that, or do you just know when it comes to race time you can just kind of turn it on? Like, does that play a big yeah. factor to build your confidence? No, nah, no. Nah. Yeah. Like time training, even at, at the last couple of races, I don't think I even did a full run because I was struggling heaps with like just my body. I was just kind of using them just to learn the track more yeah. and like see where I could just be a bit smoother, be a bit you know. Yeah. Um. So now, nah, now nah, they didn't. They. I don't think they really played any big part in it. But at 
at the start, I think they did. And Leger, um, they were, yeah, yeah, I think they did, yeah. And then you feel like you just built your confidence and then you were just like, okay, I'm, I'm a top guy now. I could just, I know I know, I need to turn it on in racing. Because you guys don't get points for qualifying or do you? No, no, no. So, yeah, I guess that's a bit of a tricky one for you guys because it's like, well, why push? Maybe hurt yourself or get a flat tire or crash if you don't have to, if you just qualify fifth or like you don't get TV. Like there's no incentive to really qualify fastest because it doesn't change anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm. um, yeah, and then it was also that I kind of did t- like turn it down a bit in quality because I was fourth in the overall, so like not quite protected. So I didn't mm. want to like just you know just like hang it out there and just like risk crashing or anything yeah. or like risk anything going wrong. So yeah, um. So you're actually trying to be yeah, smart, I, smart about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to. Like, I also didn't want to come over and like. Like, I always heard about like juniors coming over and just getting hurt. Their like first season coming over, like trying to be the fastest, but like just out of control. Yeah. So I like, kind of tried just to focus on just being smooth and not crashing. Yeah, a lot of the time you always see juniors that come over. And they'll have like one really good race where they'll like they could win or they could be on the podium straight away. And then the second race they'll crash and be out for like three races. And then they'll come back and they'll try and be that same speed again. Then they'll crash again or like something. Yeah, it's like it's if, like I think you've done a, had a really good year where you've you've built race by race and you haven't had any like crazy big like injuries or you haven't had any crazy crashes or anything like that. It's just being like consistent and smooth. Because what did you finish in the overall fourth or? fifth yeah fourth fourth yeah fourth. yeah and you were like obviously you were getting um some support i'd say from like transition stuff but compared to like top guys you were, you were basically a privateer this year hey um yeah transition just gave me the bike and um and then other than that just all my support was just from my parents and fox mm-hmm. just yeah. sorted me out with gear and Whenever I need anything, Vincent was always just checking up on me, making sure I was all sorted, which was super good. Yeah. But you've junior rushed on the whole year as a privateer, more or less. Yeah. But also, <laughs> also I was with like Tuhotor and Finn and Alex Wayman. So yeah, um, that, that did help a lot because I've known Tuhotor for either. So yeah. it was like, it made that make it a lot easier. Yeah. No, it's funny. Like, you know, when we picked you and Alex up from uh, Sladming, and you uh, both, yeah. I just, I don't think, so we picked these two boys up from Sladming. You didn't have shoes. I don't think either of you had shoes on at the time. Uh, you had like one helmet bag, you had two bikes and you were just like, fine, do you need to get, where, where, where were we taking you to Valdesol, I think? Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for world champs. Yeah. And it was funny when we rocked up and we just saw you guys just, just, and it just reminded me back when I was like being a van Zach and just traveling around the van. And like, I felt it was quite cool to see. It's just like, oh, you boys are doing the exact same thing we were doing back then. But like, yeah. no, no real plan. Like, I think your phones were flat or like your phone was out of battery or you like, I don't know. You had absolutely kind of no plan. But you're just like, yeah, just drop us off somewhere. We'll find a way. Like, you had a rough plan about where you wanted to go, but. <laughs> yeah. It was funny to say yeah. you're going, you're going to world champs like that. And then I'm sure the other guys you're racing against were getting planes there and all, everything was paid for and planned out and sorted so it was like it's such a different different uh 
end of the the spectrum of what how, like how how you can go about getting there. You can still like perform. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was like, it would it would be so much better to have it the other way, but I'm like quite glad that we did do it like that because I, oh, I don't know I learned like I learned so much and like I think I've I've grown a lot mm-hmm. just having to like like there's no one there to do anything for me or anything so well we had the mechanic with that mm-hmm. race, which was real good. It was, he was super good um but like just like food wise and everything so I, yeah I don't know so it's even just making connections with people. Do you feel like you had to make yeah. those connections with people in the pits? Yeah, yeah, it did. It did help with that a lot as well because um, I don't know. Like last year, I was quite. I, wasn't, I don't know. I think I've just slowly got less and less shy. But I used to be like scared to go say hi to someone. Yeah. And now, now I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Like, I don't know. I think I've just grown a lot in in every like in everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah learned a lot as well like well i think you've got to in that situation because if you don't go and talk to someone and say hey can you help me out with like tires for example or like yeah. suspension then it just doesn't get done because there's no like there's not mum and dad there to help you out which is like good because you need to break away from that and kind of like find your own feet and even when you yeah. join when you join a team like the team looks after all that so you kind of you go from mum and dad to the team and I, like you said i don't think I don't think you grow a whole lot or learn a whole heap, but if you kind of go get put on your own, you're kind of like, oh shit, if I don't go get tires, I'm not going to have tires and then I'm not going to do well. So you put in that situation, which I think it's good. I think all kids coming up should almost need to go through that before they get on a team or else else I feel like they struggle further down the track because they don't understand how, how good they actually do have it. Yeah. Right. So we, uh, we, cause you know, Nick Nesterov, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the American kid. So he got on intense as when he was 16. So he was like a first year junior and okay. he obviously got a mechanic. He got bikes, he got everything sorted for him. And he yeah. like, he didn't understand how good he actually had it because he would like, everything got paid for. And then when he lost his ride, he came back over and did it as a privateer. And then he was like, Oh shit. Like you've got to organize like, your entry, flights, accommodation, food, like bikes, tires, like everything. And even like he said, he was like, I, he didn't understand how good he actually did have it when he was on the team. And it's like he, everyone needs that because me and Jack did what you guys did and got a van and traveled around and did that. And then it's just like you like, yeah, you realize how hard every, everything actually is, but it's good because then you grow and learn from it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what, sna- what snacks you got there? <laughs> I thought you were like trying to slide a slide a lolly over. Um, what do you reckon was the? Uh, do you have like a, a best story from from the year or from traveling that you can think of? Probably like PG rated if possible. Yeah. Um, Surely you got well, to when, when we first got there. This is kind of just like us just being, you know, just kids in Europe, but. Um, <laughs> So when we first got there, we landed in Zurich and we were going to Schlebning for that, not a race or just a ride, but we weren't too sure if we were going to do that, if we were going to be able to do it, but when sorted that out for us. And um, so we were meant to just go from Zurich to Austria and stay in Austria. It was like a bit longer, but we didn't want to go through Germany yeah. because like to go through the border. And um, 
so Finn HB was on the on the directions and all of a sudden we're just like pulling into this big tent and we're like oh shit there's like so many security like people around with like big machine guns and stuff and we're like oh my god so then we're like we're like all right we're going to germany i guess ask for all our stuff and give them all our passports and they're like oh yeah we'd just like to have a look through the van and our bikes were still in the boxes and then um they like open up the back and the lady's like two tall toys she's like is that drugs in there and he's like he just started laughing like cracking up and he's like no 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 and then so they're like oh, okay yes yeah, sweet you're all good to go and then as we went to close the door, well, also there was a, we had like a heater on the side of the van. Yeah. It was like pumping out heat. We're all like sitting there just like sweating. Can't turn this heater off. Have no idea how to turn it off. <laughs> so then we're like stuck. And then as we go to close the door to go, the door comes off the hinges, like the big sliding door <laughs> of the van comes off the hinges. And then there's like all these, all these like military people trying to like get out, like grab probably a 15 of them with big AKs, like <laughs> helping us get our hinges, our door back on the hinges. Yeah. And they finally, they finally did it. And then, um, the lady who we bought, who got the van for us, she, we finally got in contact with her about the, about the, um, heater. Mm. so we had to open up the engine bay and find this like little lever to turn while we're all just like in this in the border between germany (laughs) that was pretty full-on for our first day oh yeah when you see all the people with guns and stuff it's just real like real standard for them but you wouldn't really see people with machine guns in walking around walking around auckland or anything (laughs) i don't think i've ever really seen a machine gun in my life yeah and they're all like everyone's super nice, but because they don't speak the language, it feels like you like you have no idea what's happening. So you just feel like you're in this other world. Yeah. So uh, and then they just let you through. Everything was all fine. Yeah, yeah, everything was all good. But everything was. All... <laughs> I like that too. I want to just laugh. It's like are those drugs in there. He's like, oh, no, no, bro. <laughs> yeah, inside. He just started cracking up. Oh. So, yeah. No, that's that's funny. Anything else you boys got up to that was um. No, notable. <laughs> I can ima- oh, I can imagine your boys being <laughs> would have got up to some mischief when you were when you were in a way. Yeah, we got up, we got up some stuff. But like, <laughs> nothing, like really bad, but just like funny. Uh, just I, don't know, I can't really think of anything. True. But if you do, yeah, if you just like, if you, if you do, yeah, but, yeah. But when um, so when we like obviously because we we picked you up in Sladming and that was just because Tahuto would drive back and pick you up and he just kind of left <laughs> left you guys there. Did that help happen often? Because obviously you were sharing a van with a fair yeah. few people and it was obviously like first in kind of best dress they get to use the van and then you kind of took turns or like how did it work? Because you guys just kind of got left there and then had to find a ride, which luckily you did. But did that happen often that people kind of wanted to nah, go one that- way. Nah, that was kind of the only time it happened. Like, we usually just sorted all our shit out, um, like, together. But, like, we knew, we knew that we were going to have to find a ride, can't, like, kind of. <laughs> like, we were like, we were like, if you don't, if it's, because he was, they were, we were staying in Slovenia. Yeah. And we came to, which was, like, two and a half hours away. But driving back to Schleming was in the wrong direction for Val de Sol. Mm-hmm. So then um, me and Alex were like, oh. We got world champs next week. We want to keep do some more riding. 
Mm. So then we were like, oh, we're just going to stay here. Would you be able to come pick us up? And he was like, oh, uh, I don't know. It's like three hours out of the way. And I was like, <laughs> I'll try find a ride. We'll try find a ride. But if, if like we can't, can you come pick us up? And he was like, yeah, yeah all good. Yeah. And then we we found you guys. And then um, they were meant to be getting the same day that we got to Valdezol. They were meant to be coming that day as well. Yeah. But I think they were hungover or something, so they didn't want to drive like six hours or whatever that day. <laughs> yeah. So once we got out of Seoul, we were like, we can't. Like we went to sleep in the van. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god! So we we were gonna sleep. Um, Malcolm Mir Smith, like yeah. Remy and Luke, dad. He had like their their little camper van, and we had they had just like a tent, um, like a gazebo next to his van. We were yeah. gonna sleep under that. <laughs> and then, um, Mark Cummings let us sleep in his let us sleep in his camper van for the night. Yeah, so that was pretty good. But yeah, <laughs> that, that was really the only time that we had any. We're kind of stuck with anything. Yeah, but like everyone's so like helpful and wants to help you out. Yeah, it's like, so I reckon. Yeah, no, it's a cool family of people that will like actually lend a lend a hand when you need it. It's funny, yeah. You said that like you sleep just sleep under the tent. I just remember like, yeah. yeah, same kind of thing back in the day where it was just like that would like come up all the time where you just get stuck somewhere. Like you have no, no plan. Your phone would be flat and you're just like, Oh, I just got to like, you just make it work. Like there'd always yeah. be a way, like a way to make work. But it's just funny now that's like, I'll just go find a hotel or something. I don't think I'd sleep yeah. on the grass, but back then it like, and like you said, it's a cool story because you always just find like a new, like, and there's always someone to help you. It's like, just like a lost puppy that's wandering around. Someone will feed you and, give you shelter for the night and you'll find another way. Oh, and then also the same time in Schlebming. So the night in between, so James McDermott, he was giving us a place to stay. Yeah. But he was staying like probably 15 Ks from Schlebming, like kind of up the hill. And our, me and both my and Alex's phones were dead. I'm pretty sure. And we were like, what, what do we do? And then, Oh no, my phone wasn't dead. I bought a bus ticket, a train ticket to their place. Yeah. And I went to get on the train and it was a bus ticket. I bought a bus ticket, <laughs> not a train ticket online. Yeah. So that didn't work. So we missed the train and we were like, oh my God, should we just go and just, just buy a tent, a cheap tent and just sleep <laughs> in that, just on the hill. Right. <laughs> and then um, um, yeah, we, couldn't, we couldn't get a hold of James or anyone there so we just went and got a pizza and then we were like uh, I guess we'll go sleep on the hill and then the mechanic ran us and he came and picked us up and they gave us a place to stay but, oh man yeah, it, was, it was pretty funny that's so good you're just like fuck let's just go buy a um, a little like pop up tent and we'll just go pl- pl- like park on the side of the hill and you'd be because you'd be fine in Europe as well it's not like it's, yeah, exactly. it's, it's super nice would you run a mattress or just go straight in the grass Nah, grass. <laughs> and this is like this is the week. This is the week leading into your like world championships, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is the way, okay leading it, and then um, we'll fast forward a little bit. So you got you got third world championships in, yeah. in juniors, which is obviously like a massive achievement. And the week before, you were planning on sleeping on a hill with no mattress in a little tent because you got a train ticket instead of a bus ticket or a bus ticket instead of a train ticket. Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon, what do you reckon uh, Jackson was doing the week before? <laughs> James, do you reckon he was, was lost? 
Uh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> probably, maybe. Oh, it, it, dude, it's, it's, it's just, it's so cool to see that, like, I guess people just see you on the podium that at the world champs and just being like, there's like, there's no backstory to like how you got there. But like when you are a privateer and you've just kind of making like, you've, you've got to run your own program, like these, these, these things, and they're not bad things. It's just funny how it's like the leading up to it could be so different, like the preparation yeah. up to it. Cause then obviously you got to Valdezol and you had somewhere to stay and everything was all fine. But yeah. it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy to think it's like, yeah, you got, third at world championships in juniors and you would have beaten a lot of people that are on proper teams that had proper like schedules and everything. And, and I always, when I see that, I think it's really cool to see to see someone that can like deal with all that and still do really well. Yeah. yeah. Did that, did that kind of, did that kind of like blow you away a little bit? Like the, the third, the world champs. Cause that's almost, that's really, do you find that that's like a bigger achievement than fourth and overall, even though the fourth and overall takes a full year to achieve? Um, yeah, I think, I think, I don't know. I, I think I was more more stoked with the third at national champs than uh, world champs than yeah. the fourth in the overall because yeah. I don't know. It was just like I I did like I did it when it came down to it when I needed to you know like under yeah. the pressure of everything and um I know and I love the track and especially like representing home it was cool yeah and it was just cool to see like all support from back home that I had. Mm. Even at the other races, like just so many people messaging me from home, just like I'm so proud of you, like can't wait mm. for you to get home. And yeah, um, yeah, it's just cool. Like especially in my my hometown, just like the mountain bike community is so big. Mm. So, it's, so it's cool to be a part of that. And um, yeah, yeah, dude, it's massive, and it probably like even I know when you're like kind of living it, it probably doesn't feel as big as it actually is. But like to go over and and to do that, especially like. Valdesol is nothing like anything like it's nothing like I ride at home. Like I guess it's like nothing that you would ride at home, and then to come over and and to then perform so well as well. It's just like it's it's pretty it's, it's really cool to see. And like you said, it's just like you have such a big support community behind you. So it's like that actually, and especially at World Champs when it's like it is you're racing for New Zealand more or less than you're racing for your like your sponsors or your team. I think that makes it feel bigger as well because everyone gets right behind it. So. And then, like you said, there's a lot of pressure. Like, it is that one day, one round, like, you, it's all on you to go. And especially Valdesol this year was so gnarly as well. Like, it was it was one of the gnarliest tracks we raced. So, to, like, perform even on that track, it, again, it, like, adds another element to it. Like, did yeah. you – And but you, did you feel like you were just you, – you rode well all week? Like, you didn't struggle at all? Because I saw a lot of people were struggling with, with Valdesol. Um, I don't know. I just love the track. So I was just having fun, not really thinking about it too much. And then I had that crash and, and seating on qualifying. Oh yeah. I remember that. Um, and then I was kind of like, but it was kind of one of those crashes where I knew exactly why it went wrong. I was just like a bit offline and clipped the pedal on the rock. So it didn't really get in my head too much. Like it was big, wasn't it? Like, yeah. But I got away pretty lucky. I just hurt my ankle. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was probably one of the because uh, I think some of the, of the fu- crashes I've had but um, not like injury wise just yeah it just looked really big I remember seeing photos and it looked nasty because I remember I saw you at the bottom and you were just like I had a huge year 
but like you look fine. And I was like, oh, like, you know, when someone says they had a big one, but they look okay, you kind of like, oh, whatever. And then you see photos and you're just yeah. getting tomahawked. You're like, oh man, like, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, that yeah, wasn't great. I, 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 where I landed was like perfectly, like I landed kind of on top of this flat rock, got yeah. like folded over it, <laughs> but, and then just like kind of sped off and rolled away. Cause it was, there were heaps of people there and I was like, stop there. I picked my bike up from the tape and I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> and then they were there, and I was like, "Tell me, you guys got that on video?" Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a photo of it, and your back's like over this rock, and it looks like you just like it looks ter- like it looks horrible. But obviously, like the photo probably looks worse than it actually was. But I remember seeing that, and I was like, "Oh, dude, that's that looks that looks gnarly." Yeah, yeah. When I when I got it, I was like, "For how am I okay?" But yeah. Sometimes when you have those big ones, you don't know, have those real big crashes, but you like you keep moving. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm all good. But when you stop, it's like that's when you hurt yourself because the impact, it's just like that instant sudden stop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But dude, even to have like a massive crash like that, especially in like a timed run, it's like that can mess with your confidence as well. But it doesn't seem for you that that affects you too much. It's just like, oh, I did, it happened because I did this wrong. Just don't do that wrong again and then you're fine. Yeah. So if you felt like that's always been something, you don't worry too much about that kind of stuff and you just keep going forward. I think I think if I can like identify what I did wrong or like why why it happened, I can't. I know I know like not to do that again, you know. Yeah. But then I had a crash in Linzerhide where like coming into like a corner near the bottom, my front tire just blew off my wheel, and it's like that was probably I know that felt like one of the biggest crashes I've ever had. Mm. Um, I don't I don't know if it was that big, but. I don't know, just like it went, it was like in a left, a slight left, and it dropped down into a right. And in the left, front tire just blew off, and I just went straight into the right and just stopped. Oof. And um, that, that, that was that in qualifying? Like, nah, that was in first day of practice. Did you get a flat time qualifying as, as well? No, nah, I just couldn't, I couldn't ride. I, oh, I, okay. I hurt my shoulder. Yeah. My, and as I like, kind of started and I was like oh it's alright my shoulder's not too bad mm. and then it came around and like pulled up a bit and my shoulder just gave way yeah. and I was like oh yeah and then I just tried to get down like didn't didn't really do anything um, that I had in practice I just tried to get down like the smoothest line so that my shoulder could take it mm. and I think I missed out on qualifying by like a second or something yeah I, I got 26 in qualifying and 25 qualify oh <laughs> I was pretty yes. gutted on that, but um, yeah, yeah, dude, that's 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 frustrating because I know it's like when you get in that race run as well, like the adrenaline and everything, you can normally find a bit more. Like even if you're hurting, you can kind of like you can zone the pain out and just focus on what you need to do. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's frustrating by by one spot. Yeah, because that would yeah that would have messed up the overall pretty bad then because you would have been like right on the edge of who got because who got third yeah, think- in the overall. Ah, uh, Palmino. Yeah, so you were in close with him. Yeah, I think after Maribor, I was uh, within like I don't know, within ten points of him. Yeah, and then, but he also did real good in Linzerhide. I think he got second in Linzerhide. Mm. So, um, yeah, that kind of messed it up a bit, but yeah, it'd been a big shift. Hmm. Mm. Do you think? Do you think a lot about that? Like when you're racing, like points and overall, or like being smart with that or are you just like let's just nah, get it done really. 
Yeah. And then once I got to snowshoe, I was kind of like, um, what What did you think of snowshoe? Let's talk about what, what did you think? What do you think about racing in America compared to Europe? Like, do you like it more or less? Or, um, I I, I honestly like the tracks better in Europe. Mm. Like snowshoe was cool, but it was it was hard hard track. Yeah, it was like had heaps of fun, but um, about- it also didn't help. I was like struggling hard out like with my body like first day had two, <laughs> oh, dude, yeah dude we we're on the we we're on the same page <laughs> yeah. yeah we got beat up didn't we <laughs> yeah so like the the rec- racing wise wasn't great yeah but like it was cool still cool i like, still learned a lot and um what'd you think of the people yeah. Oh, that, oh, the spectators were bloody awesome. They're like they're so they're so nice there and yeah, cool. But they're also like out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty. Like, they're pretty. They're super fans. Alive, they're, yeah. they're gnarly, but yeah. it is it is cool. It's cool when you go yeah. because like and they all know who you are or like know like a backstory. I feel like in Europe they're not quite as invested in the actual riders, or they might be maybe just more in European riders. But I feel yeah. like they're more invested in English speaking riders, obviously in America. So. It was cool. It's cool to see that, but yeah, yeah, no, it was. Mate, a... they, were all, they were all pretty cool people. I thought, like, funny. The accent was pretty funny. That's in like West Virginia, like, yeah. <laughs> but the whole week, and then afterwards, in America, like after snowshoe, I was in LA. Oh yeah, we saw you in San Diego. Yeah, and just that whole week, we're like in Santa Monica and just like going around LA and just everything we see is like the stuff you see in movies. Yeah. And it's, like, it's just out of it. <laughs> so that's your first time in America? Uh, no, I've been to America when I was like 11. When you were younger. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, you kinda, yeah it makes more sense now. You kind of understand everything or like yeah. can relate, relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty, it's pretty cool when you're actually there and you're saying you're like, this is hopefully can become your job and then you can just travel around and, and so that's, yeah. that's, that's obviously the goal now is like, do yeah, this, do, do this full time. Yeah, definitely. Um, I say you probably won't be able to talk about it yet, but do you, have you got, are you going to be a privateer next year or you think going to be, is it going to be a deal or something come up? You don't have to like mention um, names or anything, but yeah, I don't know. Like during the year I had people talking to me Yeah, about like potential stuff. But, um, at the moment there's like some, like some stuff that's but I'm taught like kind of talking to people. Yeah. But um yeah, nothing's nothing's really solid or um like you know like signed or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there's some op- options there which is good though. Yeah, hopefully. Cuz yeah, like, yeah, I think it's just cuz I've I've like talked to people and like and then I won't hear from them for a while and I'm like, but then I think it's just, there's so much work to go into that kind of stuff. So I think oh, I'm yeah. just trying to be patient. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully something comes out of it, but if not, um, going to have to do a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, even like stay on all that stuff as well, because even sometimes with like team managers and stuff, I know sometimes like they, they kind of, they, they might like show an interest in you, but if you don't show too much back, maybe they won't follow up. So like I always say to people like, just just ask the question, be like, Hey, is this all good? Or like, 
he's still keen, can, like just get get like always have the ball rolling, like always keep that relationship open because, like you said, you don't know like yeah. which way it could go. So I think yeah, it, yeah. It, it it is good to like have a lot of different options and and then really work out what's best for you. Yeah. And make sure you read everything that they send you as well and make sure you're happy with it, not just them. Like you gotta understand like you're you're gonna make them money, they're gonna make you money. Like it's gonna it's gonna be both way. I know like when I first joined the team, I was just so excited about joining a team that I didn't really read the fine print and I got kinda of got caught out with a few things. So if you'd like it would be exciting. Like getting your first ride is it's massive, it's huge, but both parties have got to benefit equally and you've got to be happy with it as well. Cause I don't, yeah. don't, don't just get it and be like, Oh, everything's perfect and sign it because there might be some stuff that you might actually not agree on that. They'll be probably happy to change, but you've got to, yeah, it's got to have some back and forth. Like yeah. normally the first contract someone will send you won't, shouldn't be the one that gets signed and sent back. Like there should be little bits and pieces that you just figure out and, and yeah, and these, yeah, both parties need to work through it and actually like come out the other side. But yeah, yeah okay. it, is, it is an exciting thing when you like when you do get that first professional contract. You're just like ah, because <laughs> it, yeah, it, yeah. it, it is cool. Like it's like yeah, like literally like a dream come true in some some yeah, aspect. Exactly. But no, no, that's good. that's good to hear that. Like people are like, because I know it's a struggle for um like Aussie kids and New Zealand kids to try and get a ride, especially when everything's in Europe and it's so far away from yeah. us. Like even just the travel aspect is like scares a lot of teams off because that's just more money. And yeah, exactly. And it, yeah, it is kind of shitty as well because you think about it, we have a we can advertise for them all year because obviously you'll go and race your national series now, and yeah. it'll be winter in Europe, so no one will be racing in Europe. So realistically, they get a full year of advertising and they get a full year of content. Or if they put a European yeah. a European rider on, like yeah, it's cheaper, but they only get kind of half a year unless they come over here, which then they've got to pay for flights and accommodation anyway. So yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, that makes right. sense. So, all right, I got, what would be one bit of advice? So looking at like an up and coming kid that's about to go and race World Cups for a year, what would be your biggest, or like not your biggest thing, but what would be advice you'd give to them, a kid that's about to go, like what would you do again or maybe what would you not do? Um, Get a better van, I know that. (laughs) One without a heater. Nah, the van was pretty good, really. <laughs> Just work out how to use the heater. <laughs> definitely take a take a trail bike. Yeah, it's pretty hard. Like, just ride the only bike to ride with a downhill bike. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. Have fun. Don't don't lose the fun out of it because that's like the main reason. Um, and I don't know. I guess don't be too hard on yourself. Like sometimes you won't have the best day. Um, but yeah, it's just like. It's about it, I think. I think um, I would I would have trained a bit harder, if like, but now it's kind of good because now I know what I need to do and what, like, what's needed, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you think as like so a yeah. pro, like enjoy the, you know like don't be too hard on yourself like kind of trust in the process a bit more like like yeah, just yeah. say just say like you crashed at Leo Gang. Imagine if you crashed and didn't qualify, and then you could have been really deterred. Or you like obviously you just knew oh I'm still fast I just had a mistake keep going forward like don't beat yourself up over it. Yeah. Also, like I think I've kind of learned that it's actually like a long game. You don't need to be like the world. Like obviously it's like so good to be, but you don't need. It's not super important to like 
win a World Cup your first year of racing as a junior. Like, mm. there's so much. Like, Greg, how long ago was he 17? Yeah. And he's, like, still at, like, the top. Still world champion, so yeah, like yeah. Such, such, yeah. such a long game. So, yeah. I don't think you want to push too hard in your first year junior that you fuck yourself up and can't ride your bike. Yeah. Because then it would just it would be a slippery slope the wrong way. That's why I, I kept saying that to Ollie. I was like, just get through the year, like get some good yeah. results, be consistent, don't crash, don't hurt yourself, and like you, you use that as because like the first year should just really be a building block. And yeah, if you can get some if you can get some podiums and like get some exposure and stuff, like that's great. But like it's it should just be like get through a year because a lot of kids, like you said, they won't get through a full year. And, like, they could be really quick and they could hurt themselves. Like, um, you see every year they'll be, like, like when I started, you know Taylor Vernon, the British kid? Yeah. So he used to ride for GT with the Athens, and he yeah. was the same age as me and he was, like, the next, the next big thing. He was kind of like Jackson in a way. Like, he was, like, the Jackson of my year. Um, and he came out and he qualified first at the first race and everyone's like, oh, he's going to win. Anyway, he got a flat tyre. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Anyway, then the next race, I think he qualified really well again. But then he crashed and hurt his back. And then he got put out for the, like a few races. And then he crashed again and then hurt himself again. And then he was out for the whole, whole year. And then he just never really like found that momentum again. And like he still yeah. races World Cups um, here and there. But he's not anywhere near where like he was, I guess, his trajectory was. He was going to like be one of the top guys. And then just from silly injuries, man, he like set him right back. And then he was kind of nowhere. And it's like, it's sad to see. It's like when someone's got so much good potential, but an injury can literally ruin your career. And it's just like, yeah. if, you, if you just build on it and like your confidence will build as well. It's like, you've done a full season of World Cup racing now. Like when you go to the first race next year, you're already going to be here instead of here. So you already know yeah. like, okay, I'm here. And then you build on that and then you get even higher. And then when you go obviously go into the elite ranks, it's just like, okay, this is like, it'll, it'll just get, it gets easier, man. It gets a lot easier. Yeah, and you get and you get better at it as well. So yeah, that's yeah. a mixture. Yeah, right. But no, it's it's good, man. You have like it's it's cool to see when yeah, especially young kids from like Oz and New Zealand that are doing so well because it's normally just all the random Euro kids that and like it's not, not nothing nothing against them, but I feel like we have like we have to put in more work to get the same amount of I guess um, results back. I guess with like sponsors and support and everything. So. Yeah. Like even because you're away for like five months, four and a half months. Yeah, four and a half. Yeah, yeah. So like that to a lot of like kids in Europe, they would like they would never be away from home for longer than two weeks or three weeks. Yeah. So like that alone is a massive element that I think people don't understand. And like obviously you've got family you want to see, you've got friends, and like yeah, you're living a cool life. But I'm sure there was points when you're away where you're like, oh, it'd just be cool to like see my parents or see my mates or whatever. So. Yeah, definitely. There was a couple couple times where I was like, "Oh, I just want to go home." Like yeah. my my granddad passed away while I was away. Yeah. And um, yeah, when when that happened, I was like, "Oh, I just want to go home." Yeah, yeah. No, I did. I I I, 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 I had a similar thing. Like my pa had a stroke, and like it was kind of hit and miss there. He's still with us, fortunately, but yeah, yeah like he, he could easily not be here either. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, we give we give up a lot to go over and race, and it's just like. It, it is harder for us than it is for a lot of the European guys, which I think yeah. that's a reason why we do so well because we have a lot more pressure or more, I guess, want because we know the work that goes into being here. So like you said, it, yeah. can, it can be a struggle sometimes as well. 
Yeah, exactly. No. All right. Um, I think that's. I think we're all good. Is there anything else you want to like touch on before we before before I leave you be? What's um, your What's your plan plan now for quarantine? What have you got anything in lined up that you want to try and do? Because this is what day uh, two day two for you or day one? Day three. Oh, day two. Yeah. Day two because well, the, the, the first day they call day zero. Yeah, they don't count it, which is yeah, I, yeah, it's so, so stupid. Yeah, day, day two. Day two. Um, yeah, my mate dropped off his road bike and like a bullshit, <laughs> like an electric, electric trainer. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I like, I downloaded that um, Zwift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was going to try, I saw the first day I like did like a little ride and then it came up with like, I could either ride all the way around California or which was like 700 miles or something. Yeah. Or like try climb Mount Everest like on a bike. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. But, um, so I wanted to try to do one of those, but now I've like, I've gone through the app, like tried to find it and I can't. So I'm just, I'm just, um, just doing rides and. Have you paid for it? Uh, no, nah, not yet. I'm still on the free, free trial. Yeah. I think, I think you got to buy it and then you can do it. Cause I did the free trial I'm as well and my free trial just run out. And I'm just, I just pedal now. Uh, yeah. I'm just a tired ass. I'm like, I've only got four more days. I'll be right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm just going to try, um. Just not, not, not lie around all day. Yeah, I'm, I'm so bored already. Yeah, you need a. You I, need also, a... I also have my skateboard in here, so I'm just like mucking around on that and. Learn tricks. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah, no, I've um, I go around in circles sometimes. Like sometimes you get real productive and you start doing stuff, and I'll do some work I need to do, and then other days like I, I just stayed in bed till like 12 this morning just because I couldn't I just I stayed up to like one o'clock last night just because I was just like oh, I've got nothing to do and then I slept till, till 12 and I get up and you just like you find things to do but yeah it gets to the point now after what am I on day day 10 now where it's just like everything just you're just like I just want to go outside I want to go for a run I just want to move I don't want to be stuck in a box yeah exactly and, I got, and like yesterday what was that I was going to say, I've got my, uh, my painting I'm doing, so I've got, oh, got, yeah, sure. got, got some artists. I don't know you're an artist. That's uh, no, I'm not an artist at all. It's like, if you can see closely, it's like, it has numbers and it tells you what colors do you. It's just like a color in, uh, but with, with, with actual uh, paint. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm not that good, but it's actually been quite, um, quite entertaining. So that's taken me like a good few hours. I'm going to try and finish that today, but yeah, just find little bits and pieces. Nice. Yeah. yeah, like yesterday was the first day I was allowed outside. Yeah, see, I can't even go outside. <laughs> oh, really? No, nah, we're just locked in the box. Uh, we have like this little terrace that we're allowed out on to get some fresh air. So I went out yesterday and then the nurse came by this morning and I'm, I've, I've kind of like got a bit sick. And um, the nurse came by this morning and she like takes your temperature every morning. Yeah. And so... She like took my temperature. She's like, "How are you feeling?" And I was like, "Yeah, good, good, good." And then she like took my temperature. She goes, "Right, how are you actually feeling?" Because like my temperature was way up, and yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, not great." <laughs> I'm not outside again. Oh no! Yeah. Did they do a COVID test on you? Yeah, yeah. My first yeah. one came back negative. I, I don't think it's COVID. I think it's just like it's like a cold from, or something. Yeah. Well, I flew the wrong way around the world from the US so I'd like <laughs> instead of going LA to Auckland which is like yeah. 13 hours or something I flew yeah. LA to Washington yeah 
and then Washington to Doha. Yeah, and then, and then Doha. Doha to New Zealand. Which was oh. like, like Doha, Brisbane, Brisbane, New Zealand. Yeah, I saw it too. That's it's not good for your body. It was something like, and I didn't really sleep at all. I slept maybe like four hours, five hours. Yeah. And then like, I landed at like 12 in the morning and then couldn't get to sleep till like four and then woke up in the morning at like seven from my breakfast being dropped off. Uh, and then so, I don't know. I just think it's just lack of lack of sleep. Yeah, your body just be run down. Yeah, but just going to hibernation for the next few days. Exactly. Yeah, have a couple naps and <laughs> have a big dinner, and then just take some sleeping pills and don't wake up for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> refresh. Just have a few. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you for the chat. Um, nah, bro. Yeah, thank you. that was good. I'll uh, I'll stop the recording now. Is um, anyone that you'd like to thank before we go, actually? Is anyone you'd like to give a shout-out to? Um, yeah, well, first of all, my parents. Um, <laughs> I would not be anywhere I am without without them. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, well, my whole family, my little brothers and um, my granddad. And then everyone just, like, back home that, like, kind of behind me. And also, like, all the guys like you um, and Flo and Brooke, Blinky, like, all the guys, Eddie win um they will help me out heaps during the season like would have been a lot harder without all those guys um, yeah helping me out and giving me advice and um all that kind of stuff and then yeah fox and transition the guy chris from new zealand and reese from new zealand and yeah pretty um i've had heaps of help like it, yeah. it's been it was like hard over there but it wasn't really that bad like, <laughs> i still had i still had so much help and if i needed something i could i did have my parents yeah. to you know pay for it and um and i think a lot of people didn't have that when they were privateers so yeah i was pretty pretty grateful for that yeah yeah you hear some stories mm-hmm. of some people that have done it and it's just like yeah they don't they don't have a single thing and they get stuck places yeah. and then like yeah you know you got you had a, like a pretty cool safety net which is good yeah and then yeah, like the guy that was mechanicing for us, he was um Jeff. He was a he was like, real real helpful and um yeah, like only it was only really the first couple of races that I did stuff on my bike and then eventually it was like don't touch it, I'll do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got you covered. So, um, yeah, so yeah, that was that was real cool as well. Yeah. No, sick man, that's really cool. It was really good to hear. Well, yeah, congrats on the good year as well and yeah, it's been sick. Thanks, bro. No. Yeah, and also also the Zwa, the Zwa brothers and the union team, they helped yeah. me and Alex out a lot. Um, yeah. Like, gave us, like, places to stay or, like, um, places to pit sometimes and, yeah, good advice as well from those boys. So, yeah. sick, to, sick to get to know heaps of new people and, um, yeah, I'm excited for next year. No, nice. Nice to end it. Yeah. Cheers, yeah. boy. Cheers, right. bro. I'll stop the recording. I think that's the one. Right, yeah.